Welcome to League One Fun. We're sponsored by Icarus FC and Roughneck Scarves. I'm Ira Jersey here with an interview special. We have John Bradford, the head coach of new to the league, NCFC. Coach Bradford, thanks very much for coming on League One Fun. No, thanks very much for having me, Ira. Looking forward to it. So first, and this has to be the big question, um, why the move from the championship down to League One? Uh, we saw, you know, at least the Richmond Kickers did it a few years ago, you know, this uh, self-relegation, you might call it. Um, but was there anything specific that um, wh- where NCFC thought that League One would be a better fit than the championship for them? Yeah, I mean, I think for, for our ownership and, and front office, uh, it was a, it was a decision that they wanted to try to take that would change the outlook and the, the mission of the club, basically. You know, where for many years we've been a club that's, um, competed in USL championship and tried to be successful and, and put that professional, um, standard on the, on the field. We want to continue to do so, but we also want to give an outlet and a pathway to our 14,000 member strong youth club that's at the foundation of our, of our top of our professional pyramid. So, um, I think the, the, the restructure, the re, realignment to go into League One is, is for player development, you know, on, on the front end. Um, and I think it's going to allow us to, to kind of transition into a new look. Um, we're excited about it. You know, I think our academy program is excited about it. Um, you know, we, we know we're going to be fortunate enough to give opportunities to young players to get onto the field and get tangible match minutes and professional games. Um, and we're also at the same time uh, looking at constructing the roster so that it's it's not, you know, a bunch of 16-year-olds running around the field and, and calling it professional soccer. It's it's a blend of uh, creating a standard with, with professional players and, and then allowing those young players to come in and, and have that experience with it. Well, let's talk about that play on the field, because when you think about one of your local rivals, the aforementioned Richmond Kickers, um, you, you, you're situated geographically very nicely in between a couple of powerhouses in the league. At least they were powerhouses in the 2020 season in the Richmond Kickers and the champions of Greenville Triumph. So, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the, you know, obviously less travel. You're not going to, you know, be getting on as many airplanes, but you also have emotions maybe that are going to be built up at least between the uh, local fan bases. Yeah, and I think that we're we're very much looking forward to rekindling those emotions. You know, we want the passion to 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 exist in our in our fans and and understand that we uh we have these great regional rivals in in Richmond and Greenville. Um, and for for us, we want to establish a culture that that embraces those that looks forward to them, and and maybe they mean a little bit more than uh, than every other game. But um, but yeah, we're we're very much looking forward to to joining the league, establishing ourselves, and and, and doing it with such great partners like uh, Richmond and uh, and Greenville. So talk a little bit about the league itself. So how much, you know, how much tape have you watched? How many, you know, nuances that you think are significantly different from League One versus the championship? Yeah, my take is, and I've watched a lot of tape, you know, we've, we've over the years obviously wanted to scout players and, and, uh, in various leagues and, and have watched a ton of League One games and all that. And, you know, my take is that, you know, I think the USL championship may have, have more clubs with higher budgets. Um, that are looking at it maybe for, like I mentioned before as with a different mission and a different vision for what they uh, are trying to produce on the field on any given uh, match day. Uh, but, you know, there's not a significant drop in terms of the overall uh, player quality in League One. And I think there's a lot of, uh, of players that find themselves in League One that either, either may have just come out of college, uh, maybe have, don't, haven't been able to establish their professional resume as much as others. 
um, or for whatever reason, find themselves in a different scenario um, within League One. So, you know, we, we played Greenville last year in, in a preseason game, um, and we, we were quite impressed with the way that they were and, and, and felt like their player pool was very strong. Uh, and obviously they had success in the league this past season. But, you know, I think when you look across League One and you see the clubs that exist, the, the quality that's there, um, I think it's going to be a great avenue to, to really challenge uh, one another and, and put our players in good spots. So let's dig down a little bit into your playing style and, you know, the, the team that you'll be building for the 2021 season. So, so first, could you maybe, you know, give us a little bit about your coaching pathway? Like, you know, where you came from and how you grew up seeing the game and how you see it now? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a North Carolina guy, you know, so aside from being born in California, was raised in, in North Carolina from, from two on, um, went to play at Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, played for some youth national teams on my, on my past growing up and, and had some great opportunities there. And, um, yeah, after, after Furman went on into coaching, coached in Texas for a while, uh, was a 22 year old, uh, youth soccer coach in Midland, Texas, trying to teach, um, soccer to kids in a, in a heavily populated high school football country. Um, you know, and, and, but those were some great years in terms of just trying to try things and learn things and what worked and what didn't and came back to, to North Carolina in 2005, um, and have been, you know, starting in 2006 with what was then Castle, the youth club, which is North Carolina FC Youth. Uh, and this is entering into my 15th year, uh, with them. And, you know, throughout that time, I've progressed up and into different opportunities within CFC Youth. Um, also had an opportunity to be the academy director starting in 2013 and really start hoping and trying to mold a program that could develop players and do it at a consistent basis. And, you know, that's afforded me some other coaching opportunities with youth national teams and, and whatnot. Um, and then stepped into the, to the professional environment two years ago uh, when coach Sarah came in and was, was fortunate enough to bring me in as, as his assistant coach. So talk to us a little bit about your playing style. What can the fans, the people watching on ESPN Plus, you know, what can they expect from NCFC team in terms of, in terms of, you know, your, your tactical, uh, your, your tactical, uh, and tactics and strategy, I guess I should say, uh, when you're playing, a, you know, a Greenville or Richmond or just about anyone. So what, you know, what, what's your philosophy, I guess, in general? Yeah, I mean, I think overall our, our emphasis is going to be to put an exciting product on the field. Uh, we want to be high energy. Uh, we want to be entertaining. We want to be hard to play against. Um, and we want to build young players with confidence. Uh, and so I don't think you're going to see a strategy where we're sitting back a lot and, and allowing the opponent to dictate to us. I think we're going to try to be organized, prepared, certainly. But at the same time, you know, I want a group that's, that's willing to take risks, that understands that there's the opportunity to do so. Um, and, and, again, play with a high energy and, and earn our fans' respect. So talk a little bit about, so you said you're going to bring in, you know, some, some young, younger players, right? So presumably teenagers, maybe some guys who were, you know, foregoing school and, and going to, going to play with, with you instead. And, you know, maybe while they're going to school, since there's a plethora of schools in the, uh, in the, the, the Cary, you know, uh, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area, th- take your pick. Um, are you, you know, but where else are you going to be getting your, your players from? What's your, you know, do you have a target area um, or do you, are you, uh, um, you know, going to be relying like a lot of other teams on um, on agents and and others for some of that talent identification? Well, I think it's a, it's going to be a blend for sure. You know, there's there's not one outlet that we're going to be receiving all of our players from. Um, but in these early stages of constructing the roster, um, for me, you know, immediately we're looking at the guys from the team last year who's still in the area. What scenarios does this still make sense for? Um, and then, you know, you know, building maybe a core of, of returning players. 
uh, looking at the strength of our academy program. And obviously the design and mission of this is to empower those young players and, and give them opportunities in that environment. Um, and then the other places we want to look, we want to look for um, potential youth national team caliber players across the country um, that see us as an opportunity for minutes and exposure, um, similar to how we're providing for our own academy players. And, and maybe they don't want to be with a single uh, MLS Academy or, or club or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, simultaneous, we're, we're trying to strengthen uh, global club partnerships we have, you know, for, for pathways and outlets for players that may want to go outside the United States when they move on uh, after turning 18 or whatever it may be. Um, and then as well as loans and, and you know, partners and, and connections, relationships we have with guys within various leagues and everything. So I think what's what's critical to me is when you're looking at different ways of, of how to formulate this roster, the attitude, the character, the personality has to be just right, you know, because I think it takes a certain individual to be a seasoned veteran and be willing to share the locker room with younger guys who are just now finding their way uh, and be able to expose them to, to best practices and, and give them kind of ideas and this and that. Um, and it also takes the right mentality of a young guy to come in and understand to, to earn his way. So you mentioned uh, loans down. So there's been a couple of, uh, I would say, reasonably successful loans from Major League Soccer clubs down into League One. Uh, Forward Madison had a couple of them their their inaugural year, uh, uh, one one last year as well. And then you had uh, Abubakar uh, Arcada coming down to Richmond for a little while until he got recalled by Columbus. Um, so you know, what do you are you looking at building a network for those kind of loans throughout? Uh, MLS and the, and the championship, or are you also looking at those internationally as well? Because you mentioned your, you know, network of, of partners globally. Yeah, I mean, the answer is both, you know, and I, and I think we're open to anything that makes sense. But, um, you know, Mike McGinty's on staff as, as the assistant coach, and he's got a plethora of, of connections. Kurt Johnson is our president, Platters is the assistant GM. You know, we, we have connections and, and know people at clubs that, that want to put their players into an environment where they can develop and, and get exposed to more minutes and, and that. So we're certainly going to be open to that. Um, part of the global club relationships that we're building with, with certain clubs is just that. You know, do they have players that in a, in a maybe higher league overseas can't quite break into the first team or even the reserves? Do they have youth national team players in, in those areas that we would be a fantastic platform for them to play? Um, and on the other side of it, are they a place that, that we could potentially push our players as they get to the right spot? Um, you know, in off season, once our season's done, we're going to be sending players over to, to various places for trials and, and opportunities and strengthening those relationships. So as far as loans go, yeah, I mean, I think that's a valuable uh, thing to, to take advantage of, especially when you have either like-minded clubs or like-minded platforms that, that can give players opportunities. So, you know, last question, I guess any, you know, any, um, I guess, you know, update on or, or ideas about how you're going to integrate your USL League Two team. Um, every, all the listeners of this podcast know that, um, that, that I'm starting a USL League Two team up here in Trenton. You guys have had a very, um, have had a very successful U23 program with NCFC as well. Um, so, you, you know, can you talk about integrating those kind of college age players as well into the first team for, for those summer months? Absolutely. Um, you know, and th- this specific summer may look a little different than the overall blueprint of how it's going to look going forward. But um, I think for us, the connection of the, the USL2 thing is immense, you know, and so it gives us a couple different options. It gives us options to bring in college players who obviously once they've started playing NCAA can't then play for the first team for in the USL League One. Um, it allows us to evaluate them. They can come into training. Um, we can kind of get a, get an idea in terms of scouting and, and uh, progression as to who we would want to bring in and 
over years time and uh, in the future. And the other thing it does, it continues to challenge our academy players. You know, this is not obviously not 2020, but 2019, we were able to um, push academy players into USL to see how they did there first before then giving them the opportunity to come in the first team. Um, but it's an absolute necessary and valuable um, part of the ladder for us. That's great. That is North Carolina FC head coach John Bradford. Coach, thanks very much for coming on League One Fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.